to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today's episode is part one of a conversation about forgiveness. to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Thanks for joining us this week. It's always fun to be with my buddy, John Bailey. Great to be here, and this is Thanksgiving week. Yeah. yeah. What's So at the Bailey house, what's like big, what happens on Thanksgiving Day? Well, we eat. Yeah. Uh, it is obviously Thanksgiving, yeah. and we love that. We go into comatose, <laughs> and, uh, and then we watch football. So. And of course, if you're John Bailey, I know what team that's about. The yep. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Buccaneers would be right in there. And then I lived in Jacksonville, so I'm a, uh, so I'm a Jaguars fan as well. But Cowboys are number one, and they are ready to beat the Giants this week, <laughs> baby. Come on. And interestingly enough, you know, here at World Challenge, our two top leaders are Gary Wilkerson and you. And Gary is a Giants fan, <laughs> and you are a Cowboys fan. Maybe we'll have to get together and watch that game, or maybe we should not get together and watch that, as we're talking about forgiveness today, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, we're talking about forgiveness today. Yep. yep. And um, very very important topic. Yep. You know, I mean, you look at the world, and you see that. At every level, in many respects, our world is coming apart. Yep. And at the core of a lot of that is an inability or an unwillingness to forgive. Yeah, and it's such a powerful component of the gospel message. It all begins with forgiveness. So it's yeah. a, you know, it's a very per- per- pervasive aspect of being a Christian is forgiveness. And yeah. so how we navigate through that is really important. So hopefully we can really hit on that today. Yeah, I think so. And so let me just go ahead and start by asking you, how, what's your what's your sort of definition of forgiveness? How do you view that topic as what it means? Yeah, well, you know, it's obviously, uh, you know, it's obviously where there's offense. Uh, and I know one of the things that, you know, we, we talk about here as believers is, um, you know, there there is a dynamic of, of of a secular person who forgives, and then how does a believer forgive? And I think it's really important that we understand that as Christians, mm. that it's not an option. Jesus doesn't say, you know, if you feel like it, forgive. I mean, sure. he ties it to, I'm forgiving you, now you must forgive others. And and I think the temptation becomes as believers is that we need to make sure, and there's descriptions, we'll talk about that throughout the conversation today, but there are descriptions of how you process through that because some people just kind of pick and choose or they do it in a way that's good. Well, it's under the cross. I forgive. But they haven't really gone to the depths of processing through that. And the Bible teaches us how to process through sure. forgiveness. So it's not just a veneer. Right. It's really an in-depth way that we forgive people that have offended us. So how would you distinguish between maybe the world secular view of approach maybe to the, to forgiveness versus how a Christ-centered biblical worldview related to forgiveness? How would they be different? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's actually a really great question. I think that it begins at this for, like before I was a Christian, uh, depending on how good a person is or a person's not good, they then, out of their own values, determines what things I would be willing to forgive, mm. what things I would not be willing to forgive. So 
uh, so if 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 there's a spouse that has an affair, right. you you then decide, well, will I forgive him or will I not forgive? Somebody offends you, you you then decide, well, is this worthy of forgiveness in my mindset or is this not worthy of forgiveness? Where when we come as believers. You know, we have to forgive. Now, you right. may not even it may not even be that you continue on in a relationship yes. because yeah. there's been multiple affairs that's happened, and so maybe you go, I can't continue in the relationship, but you still have the commandment to forgive. Absolutely. So forgiveness is something that I think, as a believer, it's a not not really a negotiable thing that we forgive. It's how we do it and the depths that we do it and. Hey, Jesus gave us the example and how we follow that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I look at people in the world who practice try to practice forgiveness and 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 hey, kudos to them. Yep. You know, certainly, you know, but I feel like they're like, it's like they're doing it with one hand tied behind their back. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a model for what forgiveness looks like. You know, and I think we see that so clearly in scripture. Of what of what you know, Jesus modeled forgiveness so much for us, and you know, I, I know we'll discuss this later on. But I think our ability to forgive others is so deeply rooted mm-hmm. in our own ability of understanding what God has done for us and how He has forgiven us. Yeah, well, in the context of that is going, there are things, and I know you would agree with this. There are things that have happened to me as a believer. That before I was a Christian, I would never forgive. Mm. I would I'd punch you in the face, <laughs> but I wouldn't forget. You know what I mean? Sure, but now course, as a believer, yeah. I, you know, Jesus has to change the way that we behave and the way that we forgive. So sure. this is just a question, you know, you know, back to you, Mark. So whenever you're going through forgiveness, sometimes, sometimes, and I think it's good to have closure. Sometimes closure isn't always easy. So just as we're processing through this and we're talking about forgiveness, uh-huh. how important it, how important is it when you forgive to either let the other person know, do you have to let the other person know? And maybe this is just something to throw in. I've been at funerals where people are oh, wow. literally yeah, sure. dealing with unforgiveness and they're the, you know, yeah. They're about to be put in the ground sure. and they're still dealing with areas of unforgiveness. How do you navigate through that as a Christian? Yeah, I think that's there's a lot of layers there, isn't mm-hmm. you know. So one is, you know, I think our heart level. Yes. What do we do? You know, Jesus says if you go to the altar to present your gift and you know somebody has something against you, you go to them. Yes. So that's part of re- forgiveness is related to reconciliation. You know, our, yep. God forgave us, not just so that we would be forgiven, but so that we could be reconciled to him. So forgiveness at a human level is also about restoration yes. of relationship. However, I, I would acknowledge that, especially in times of an extreme abuser, you know, abuse, abuser, uh, abusee relationship, it's not always beneficial. Right. So we have to forgive in our hearts, but I don't think that that means we're looking for the restoration of a relationship. Yeah. Sometimes I think we just have to acknowledge that that is the result of sin. That relationship is not going to be resolved. Yeah. You know, if if a person has been sexually assaulted, yeah. in in their heart, they have to somehow get to a place. It, it, it's probably going to be a process. Mm-hmm. And it's it's for twofold. One, in a case like that, 
forgiving is more about what it does in my heart than what it does in the other person. Absolutely. You know, and so it may be, you know, writing a letter to, but not reestablishing a, a personal relationship. Yeah. And I think that's a very, you know, so it's nuanced, mm-hmm. you know, um, we know of a family situation where, you know, there was a really unhealthy relationship between parent and child, you know, right. and, you know, you, I think you have to ask that question, what's actually in my control? Right. You know, Jesus said, or the scripture says, be at peace with all men as much as it's up to you. Right. It's not always up to us. Not always possible. No, it, it isn't. I mean, no. I know of situations where someone has gone to somebody and said, I forgive you for, and they look at them like, I don't own that. Right. I didn't do anything <laughs> no, <thank> wrong. You. <laughs> I don't need your forgiveness. You know. Well, I'll forgive you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there again, that's that whole yeah. thing about what is it starts with what does it do in our heart? Yeah. You know, unforgiveness is, you know, I I, I know this is very simple, but I say un- unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting yeah. somebody else to die. Right, exactly. And you hold on to it. Yeah. And it harms you. It doesn't do anything to affect them. They don't even care. Yeah. So and so what we're saying here for people that are listening in is that God God commands us to always forgive. He does not always command us to be in in relationship with everybody in 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 a level that is in a, in a trusting way, like like agape love is we love all people, all times, all places. That that goes for everybody. We always want what's best for people. Yes. But sometimes people have lied to us so many times. People have hurt us so deeply, time after time. Sure. And does that mean that you need to be in relationship with them, or is it a place where you go, hey, I've tried, I've you know, I've forgiven, and I forgive now. But being in relationship with you is 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 different. Hopefully, that's the goal. Would you maybe just navigate through that with us a little bit? The goal, you know, as much as we can to be in relationship, but that's not always the reality. Yes, I would even add the caveat: it, the goal is to be in healthy relationship. Yep. And so, if if forgiveness can open the door for healthy relationship. And restoration, wonderful. Forgiveness yep. must always be there. Absolutely. But you can't enter into two unhealthy people or mm-hmm. even one healthy and one unhealthy pe- person are not going to have a healthy relationship. Yep. And so, you know, it has to start with me. I have yep. to forgive. And and just as a caveat here, and this is a hard one, but it's been good for me. Yeah. God doesn't make a distinction between sins. Right. You know, we do. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, and if, if if you ask me to put a put together a list, I could put a, together a list <laughs> of how I rank, you know, sins and against God and against people. Yep. And the tr- problem is my self-righteousness mm-hmm. is as evil in God's eyes as the worst person I could put on that list. Right. So it's really important to, for me to understand that I have to compare myself to the holiness of God, not to somebody else who's worse than me. Right. Because if that can really alter our view of forgiveness, because if we look at somebody and go, they're a lot worse than I am, why should I forgive them? They should be coming to me and asking for forgiveness. But, But that's the command. Jesus doesn't say forgive people who are worthy of forgiveness. 
He says to forgive everybody. And this, and this is just kind of just recapping what you're saying. But then, we, hey, listen, there's a whole world out there and we love everybody. Then we have places where we go. There's acquaintances, close friends, and then our spouse. And there has to be trust with the spouse. The relationships have to be healthy. So it's really important that we guard, even as we're forgiving, what that relationship looks like moving forward. But the, but the open-handedness of forgiving and letting go and not holding things against people, it really does. It damages us. Mm. It puts walls between people. And God's love is for everybody. So if we're walking in the love of Christ, God's love has to be for everybody. But it doesn't mean that we can't acknowledge what what is healthy for us and the level of relationship that we have with people moving forward. Right? 100%. God God does this, and we have to do it also, where we held forgiveness in one hand and justice in the other. Yep. And what we're basically saying is when we choose to forgive, we're acknowledging that God is the righteous judge. Yep. We're not saying that because I've forgiven, this person won't ever be judged for their sins. We're just saying, I'm not the judge. Absolutely. And, and this is coming for people that are listening in. You know, a couple guys that for 35 years we've done ministry and in difficult places and on mission fields and, you know, pastoring and planting churches and places that are difficult. But still, even as pastors and leaders, we're being really transparent here. Oh. There are places that we have to put boundaries and oh, relationships sure. and go, hey, I forgive you. But where that lands us in a relationship can be something that's very different. Absolutely. And I think it's important you know, for us to acknowledge that pain yep. is directly proportionate to intimacy. Very good. So the closer somebody is to me, the, the deeper I feel betrayal. And so yep. therefore, the harder forgiveness can be, but also the more necessary it is. Yeah. And to break that down, it's saying if somebody on the street corner that, you know, in traffic gets mad at me. It tells I go, me I'm number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happens to you all the time, I know. Uh, but you go, so what? I'm probably never going to see the person again. You know, you're mad at me, whatever. But it's different if it's a close friend. Sure. And then I can tell you there's things that my wife can say to me or I'll say to my wife that can be really hurtful. If, mm. if other people said it, it wouldn't hurt at all. Sure. But the closer you are in a relationship, the offenses not may not be any different than what other people would say, but the depth of the hurt can be much more. Yes. And so help me if you, th- you think this is reality when we're talking about that. I think for me, especially like in that intimate setting, mm-hmm. it's always important for me to keep in mind when, you know, someone says something to me, does something, I feel like, man, that really hurt that, you know, whatever, yeah. to acknowledge that part of Christian maturity is that I acknowledge I've hurt that person yep. in the exact same way. You know, it's funny, we, we want grace, but we don't always want to give. That's it. Grace, we want to be forgiven, but we don't always want to forgive. Yeah. Oh, and this subject in particular, because everybody, if you're a believer, you go, thank God for the forgiveness yes. of God. <laughs> Jesus died on the cross, paid the ultimate sacrifice so I can walk into heaven free. But now somebody has offended me. <laughs> and now I'm going, I don't want to forgive that. That hurts too much. Yeah. And, but, you know, but that is, that is the other side of what it is to be a believer. Sure. Is that I have been forgiven of so much. So now I live a life with open hands to love people and mm. engage with people. And even those that have hurt me, 
I still need to be in a position and a posture of loving and forgiving and showing kindness, even when when the wounds have been deep. Yes, absolutely. I, I find that, you know, if I don't forgive, I carry that baggage with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go. It's like, you know, you and I travel a lot, yep. you know, as part of our work. And, you know, it's like me, I'm getting ready to get on a plane in a few days and go to Asia. It would be like me packing my dirty laundry yep. in my suitcase and going to the other side of the world and then being frustrated that I don't have clean clothes. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm taking my dirty stuff with me yep. instead of, you know, packing my clean. And so another the point being there is that it's important for us to deal with that stuff, yeah. you know, at every level. All right. So we, we, we understand that, you know, what forgiveness is. We understand the importance of it. Let's start talking through process. Right. What does it look like? So. From your perspective, what does that look like? Well, you brought up the passage before. If if you know somebody has offended you, then you go to the brother. And I and I will say this for people that are listening: if if I went to everybody that offended me at every level, I would be literally you know going into groceries. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir, but I really need to talk to you. Cut in front of line, and you know you know you just can't do that. So yeah, sometimes there, that's a sign of our lack of maturity <laughs> when we ca- we ca- have such yeah. a thin skin yes. that we're constantly offended. Yes. So the part of navigating through that and going, so what things can I just let go and say, hey, don't I'm not going to let this attach to my life. Mm. And then what things and and this is my rule. If I start thinking about it and I and I'm going, gosh, that really boy, that was really, you know, I was really trying to bless that person and that person hurt me in return. Mm. And, you know, when it starts to go through to that level and I'm going, okay, somewhere here, there's got to be this confronting of the issue. Otherwise I bury it. And when people bury it, it's like layers of onions mm. and you start to peel back. And, and a lot of people that have mental health issues are because they've let this unforgiveness yeah. and pride and these issues just, you know, continue to build up. So, so then when little things happen, they just, they just well, blow well, up for yeah, no sure. reason. And so that, that continually being in the mode of processing through the hurts of life and going, what things can I just let go? And then what things do I need to confront? I have found people that don't like confronting issues mm. are people who bury things and they wind up having more difficulties in life. So don't think that we should be people who just want to confront every little issue. But what you don't confront, you live with. Mm. And I think that it's really important, even as believers and spiritual leaders that yep. may be watching, when you have people in church context, ministry context, or personal what things do you need to confront? Because if I don't confront it, then I choose to live with it. Right. And uh, there's some things that I can live with, but there's other things that I have to be honest with myself and others that I go, hey. And, and I find when people don't confront issues and they hold an offense, life starts to get wonky. Sure. Oh, absolutely. True? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think when we're talking about those relational pieces, one of the things I've discovered through the years is that a bridge, you know, Truth can only bear the strength of a relationship. So, you know, if, if I don't have a strong relationship of between myself and someone else, if that relationship is weak, I can only carry 10 pounds of truth across that. Yeah. But if it's a strong relationship tested by time, it can carry more yeah. truth across that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that helps me with how deep do I go. I, I, I love what you were talking about earlier about, you know, the offense and then the, you know, not everything needs to be 
confronted. Um, you know, I, for my one of my goals in my own life is to have a thick skin and a soft heart. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have worked with people, you know, and led people who, if you're not careful, you know, and this seems to, <laughs> unfortunately. I know where you're going. It's a soft skin soft, and a hard yeah, heart. Yeah, <laughs> thin skin and a hard heart, yeah, you know. And, um, but isn't it funny? Because that's what a lack of forgiveness will do. Yeah. It, a lack of forgiveness will mean if we're, that's one indicator that yeah. you are dealing with a lack of forgiveness in your own life is that you find offense in everything yeah, and an unwillingness to forgive others. Yep. So you hold on, you find offense in everything and you, an unwillingness to let go of offense. And that is so good, Mark. And what, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to tell just a little experience that happened with me, just Please. You know, for transparency. And then I'm going to follow that up with a question. So when I was, you know, came out of jail, new in church, I'm going to Tampa a, City Jail, Tampa City Jail. Right? <laughs> and and I'm, um, you know, uh, at, at this point in my life, I'm going to a Baptist church with nothing. We love Baptists, but I was going to a Baptist church at the time. And the pastor was very, uh, very controlling. And so I was serving. I was a youth leader, uh, leading teenagers. It's kind of a quasi youth pastor, but I, but I still worked a job. And so I'm I'm in I'm in ministry there. Well, I had a friend who was not Baptist that had invited me to go to his church, mm. and it was on a Friday night, so I didn't miss what? any church services. No conflict. No yeah. conflict with that, uh, as far as I saw. Sure. But then somebody had seen me walking into a non-Baptist church, and you know this is a very you know, hyper Baptist dude and, uh, you know, and, and love him. He, a lot of great things that he had in my life. Sure. But somebody saw me going into to a church that was not Baptist and then came back and told the pastor, well, the next week the pastor set me down. I was removed from every position that I had. Mm. I was told I couldn't serve in the church because I had attended I even said to him, I don't even believe like the other church. I just went with a friend. So I was either there or, you know, going to the video arcade that <laughs> night. And, you know, I went to, to another church and he was and removed me from every position. He was wow. mean about it. He was hard. I, and Mark, there is there is a moment there that I was like, if this is how Christians deal with issues mm-hmm. and things and people. Thank you. But no, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm sure. out. Yeah. And I was there was a part of me that was really hard. And the Lord brought me back to this place mm. of going, you have to let it go. And I went back and I talked to the pastor. Um, I, I forgave him my heart. He he wasn't, like you said, he wasn't looking for my forgiveness. Yeah, sure. He thought he was, you know, like, <laughs> how dare right. you go to another church? Sure. Which is weird. Now that I look back, I go, it was just as weird as all get out. But but I had in that place that I was at in my life, mm. just being, a, you know, just newly coming into the church. It was the first area that I really served in. Sure. It was really hard for me to process through that. Mm. But you know what? People have bigger issues. And this is the this is the question I want to ask you. So when the issues are not just something of that nature, but there's been a great offense that's happened. And now everything inside of you says, I don't want to forgive. I yeah. want to hate. I want to I want to strike back. Uh, you've done this to me. I want to do because that. that is our human nature that oh, we absolutely. deal with. So when it is not natural to forgive, what do you do? That's a great question. Um, so our mutual friend, R.T. Kendall, mm-hmm. wrote a book called Total Forgiveness. Yep. And in that book, he deals with levels of forgiveness that I found useful mm-hmm. in my own life. So forgiveness starts with a decision. 
Yep. So, you know, I don't feel like forgiving. Right. And right now, every person, you and I, and then every person listening or watching could put somebody in that category. Somebody pops into our mind. Yeah. You know, it's nearly like God wants us to have people in our life that's really hard to forgive because it puts us in a position that we have to walk through that, which draws us closer to him. That's that. Yes, I could. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So one, it just starts with a decision. Yep. Then it's followed up by actions. Yep. So here again, decision, action, none of these have to do with emotion. Yep. So, but I found in my own life, if I do the right things long enough, eventually I feel the right things. Yes. Very good. So I make a decision to forgive for two reasons. One, God commanded me mm-hmm. to forgive. And two, I'm acknowledging it's actually good for me. <laughs> you know, for me to hold on to unforgiveness is actually destructive. So God told me to do it, and it's good for me. So I choose to dis- to forgive. Second, actions are associated with that. So if there's a need, I go in and I f- say I forgive. Mm-hmm. It may involve a situation where both of us were at fault. Right. And so... You know, even if it's 90-10, you know, 90% on them, 10% on me, I can still own the 10%. You have to own the 10%. You have to. And yep. so one of the ways to for that reconciliation is sometimes for the weak person to go, or maybe in that sense, it's the strong person going and saying, hey, I'm not saying I forgive you. I'm actually asking for your forgiveness. Yep. You know, and so that can help bring that. So that's that's an action. Then eventually my heart catches up. And then the goal is that we want to get to that place that Jesus demonstrated on the cross. Or I prefer to go to Stephen because I I can't. Jesus is the perfect son of God. I I love him. I adore him. My life looks so different than he is. I fall so much short of him. But I can look at a human example. And, you know, Stephen is being stoned to death. And Stephen's words come out, you know, Father, don't hold this against them. Wow. You know, in other words, I I know you have a perfect memory, Father, but I'm asking that you wipe that part of your memory so that you don't even remember that this person ever did this evil thing. And you know what's so powerful about that is that the Saul, which would eventually become the Apostle Paul, is one of the people that are giving consent. And so as Stephen is saying, don't hold this against their charge. Now, it, now, whether it would have happened either way, uh, God is certainly sovereign. But it opened a door in his heart to say, Holy Spirit, I want you to work in this man's heart. Because Saul had a witness that day that he would probably never forget. And he, he gave it in his testimony. Here yeah. before I was a Christian, I persecuted. He probably never forgot the guy that I'm consenting is being stoned. And then he's saying, Lord, don't hold it to his charge. That's life-changing stuff right there. Absolutely. Yeah. That will break prisoners free from darkness. Yep. You know, so I want to ask you a question. We're looking at this. Stephen has said, don't, for, you know, don't hold this yep. against them. Paul later on acknowledges, you know, I was there when they were stoning him. He talks about how he was a persecutor of the church, how he was a blasphemer, he calls himself. Interestingly enough, it seems like Paul, while he fully grasped the grace of God and the forgiveness of God, there might have been a tiny piece of him 
that still struggled with his own ability to forgive himself yeah. because he refers to himself as the least of the apostles because of what he of, of his past. Yeah. You know, help me walk with us through this issue of self-forgiveness. Oh Lord, I I think that it, for some of for some people and some you know for some people the way that they're wired, it's actually easier to f- forgive other people. Mm. But then sometimes we find so many times, and I think I think I can attest in my own life. I'm sure that you yeah. can. That we look back and we go, you know what I said this or I did that, and you know how stupid I I have you know oh, yeah. that was drilled into my head when I was younger. Mm. You know you're stupid, you're stupid. Mm. And then when I do things, I I feel like gosh I've let people down or you know why did I do that or how did I lose my temper. And I can I can be my own worst critic, mm. um, but listen this this is this is that front side of the grace of God. Yeah, is that when you can come to that place and yes, God has forgiven me, and I forgive others. But now now the depth of that when it goes, hey, when I find myself in these places, I now have to get the point of view of heaven. Yeah, and if God has forgiven me of so much, and then I want to be like God. Now, it's not just, you know, I think I'm a pretty good guy, so I'll forgive myself. But I get the context of Father God who says I will forgive. Now, I'm I'm not just doing it because, you know, it's a, it's a, a way to better myself. But now I'm lining myself up with the thoughts and the hearts of God. And if God can forgive me, then I have to be able to own this and go, God, now I accept the forgiveness to forgive myself of my shortcomings. And that can probably emotionally be one of the most difficult things that we do in life. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And and yet, I think our ability to do this, mm-hmm. so to forgive or not to forgive, may be at a practical level. It may be the thing that accelerates or retards our spiritual growth more than anything else. Yep. You know, because if we can't forgive... We, we've set an intentional roadblock that God says, I can't take you further. I, yep. can't, I can't help you walk out what living in freedom does if you won't let other people walk in freedom. Well, and that's the story that Jesus gives with the man that come, he comes to the temple and he's going, I'm here to offer my sacrifice to mm. you, Lord. And, and God says, if you have an offense with a brother, just leave, leave your offering there. Yeah. And now go deal with this relationship of unforgiveness. And once you've made that right and you've forgiven, now come back and make your offering. And and whether we, I mean that was a physical context sure. with the temple, and we don't we don't have a temple that we go to, but we are the temple. Right. And so as we're we're coming to serve God and live for God and walk out our faith, God's saying, Hey, I appreciate all that. But if you have an offense with a brother or sister that you've not forgiven, Hey, maybe lay your servanthood down for a moment. Mm-hmm. Go deal with the issue. Make the relationship right as much as w- is within you. Yeah, and then come back and then offer your sacrifice to the Lord. I think you are one hundred percent right. It leaves you in this place of of stunting your spiritual growth if you don't learn to forgive. Yeah, I've you know spent a long time serving overseas. Yep, and. You know, this won't come any as any surprise to you because you served overseas also, and then of course in ministry and a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. But you know, the number one reason missionaries leave the field is conflict with other missionaries. That's sad, isn't it? It's very sad, 
And so, you know, we tend to think of forgiveness as something that's unbeliever to believer, but the most important <laughs> place we practice it is actually believer to believer. Yeah, and, and sorry if we are like dashing the images that people have of missionaries <laughs> as the holy people that can do no wrong. But you, you and I have been both yeah. been in those places, and when you go to the mission field, guess what you take with you. The old nature. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But here again, that's that same thing we were talking about earlier, that, you know, poor analogy. But we wouldn't want to go into another stage of life in ministry taking bags from the past. Yep. You know, it's just not worth it. Yep. And so, you know, we're wrapping up our time here. This is a in-depth topic. We've talked a little bit about today about the the past and the process of what it takes to get to forgiveness. Next week, we're going to actually talk about... How do we walk yes. daily in forgiveness yep. for, in both human relationships and with God? But as we wrap up this, any final comments you'd really like to make today related to this topic? Yeah, Mark, in a great discussion, I, I love talking with Likewise. you. I feel like that I, I gained so much wisdom by yeah. being here. Um, this this is a subject that I think in many parts of the church that we ignore. Mm. Uh, we talk about giving. We talk about serving. We talk about doing. This is an integral part of the Christian life and probably something that we we probably, as for most of us, don't really deal with thoroughly, but it really can open up the door for spiritual growth. So one thing I would say to people that are, are watching, you, you've stopped in and you're listening to the conversation, there's probably some issue in your life that you're dealing with that you're navigating through how do I forgive and it can be husbands and wives mm-hmm. it can be it can be best friends it can be church relationships or it can just be neighbors or people that we have to interact with but living in the life and we're going to go in depth next week but living that life of forgiveness is so crucial yeah. and so I'm going to ask Mark can you pray for people that are maybe struggling with some things today and mm-hmm. go, hey, today we're going to take this. We're going to apply it, make it a part of our life. Next week, tune in. And as we're as we're discussing this, we're going to go a little bit more in depth. And how do you live this life of forgiveness? I think it's so crucial to believers in the days that we live. Absolutely. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for your forgiveness. Lord, uh, you, we don't deserve it. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, um You never know who's going to listen to a podcast or catch something on YouTube. So, Lord, maybe there's even somebody watching today that hasn't experienced your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Lord, if that's the case, then today we pray that they would cry out to you asking for forgiveness and then rest in the assurance that you actually forgive. Not because of our merit, not because we're good, but because you are, because of your blood on the cross. You there, There was judgment, but you took it on yourself. So, Lord, I pray that you would help those people. I also pray that you'd help us all daily, Lord, to to look back at what you did on the cross. Lord, that you restored us to right relationship through that and that you would help us, Lord, now to walk in right relationship with others. Help us to practice forgiveness. Help us to live in that every single day. Lord, today, if there's one person listening, and this might be way more than one person, but, Lord, put in our minds somebody that we need to ask for forgiveness. I'm sure there's people in our lives, Lord, that we've not we've wronged. And so Lord, rather than simply wanting them to forgive us or, you know, or us needing to forgive them, Lord, help us to acknowledge both of those. Help us to acknowledge our side and their side so that we can walk together in Christian unity. Lord, we love you. We thank you. 
you're so good to us, and we just give you all praise and glory in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Join us next week when we are going to continue this discussion about forgiveness. In the meantime, go to your favorite podcasting app, YouTube, leave a comment, share, whatever might help us get this content out with to more people. Thanks for your time. We always appreciate it. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. As a follow-up to our conversation, we'd like to recommend Claude Hood's sermon, Restoring Thanksgiving Through Forgiveness. You can find it in the show notes. Join us next time for the second part of this conversation on forgiveness. We'll see you then.